0: Hi everyone, this is Dr. Gaurav Nigam, your host, and today we're going to talk about something that every parent has either done it or are doing it and they don't really feel good about it. Yes, we are talking about bribing your children to do some good tasks. Recently only, I got a call from a mother and uh, what she said was that my child... uh, has never said no to anything what i've asked for but off late he's been saying no to almost everything uh mother was definitely kind of in distress and she wanted a quick answer you know something like a magic to happen similarly in another call uh there was this father who wanted his child to start uh, learning tennis in an academy nearby his house But the child was so reluctant that, no, I don't want to do that. This discrepancy between the two has led to a couple of arguments. But eventually the kid hasn't joined. Father finally resorted to, uh, you know, promising the child to get so-and-so if he joins it and sticks to it for a month. It was a already solved equation and then the father called me and asked me that Doctor, I have done something like this and I am feeling a little guilt about something like that I just want to know your perspective that what it is So uh, from time and time again we do get these sort of calls and I don't think that this is uncommon for almost every parent Actually a lot of parents uh, they experience guilt you know when they bribe their kids to complete household chores or behave well in public. Now, they feel as if they are resorting to a dirty parenting tactic, something that they should be embarrassed about, right? If you have felt this sort of guilt, then prepare for absolution right now because you know what we're going to talk about is uh, bribing is exactly not bribing, but again, you should not be doing it, uh, you know. Uh, quite often and a very subtle difference between bribing and rewarding and how much of rewarding you should be using in a day-to-day life so let's get started in the recent days there is something that has come up called as the no syndrome Uh, it's funny because you know uh, rahul can you can, can you do your homework first and then go to play no mama my friend's waiting and i need to be there first Varun, can you uh, do these household chores and then go to play? No, I I can do that later. And so on and on. According to one of the studies, it has been shown that uh, 7 out of 10 things that a parent asks a teenage child or even a pre-teenage child are mostly answered in a no. What is the problem here? Are we not telling very clearly what we expect our children to be? Or is there a kind of rebel nature in a child that's popping up in today's world where there are incentives everywhere a sales team corporate guy wants to earn extra money so he has to go for extra sales that is the extra work and thereby getting an incentive even for that matter you know when we go to shopping uh, there are these loyalty programs when you do this much of shopping you're going to get these many points and then you can redeem it for these many products isn't this something that is so imbibed as such right now in the real life. We can obviously uh, use different words for different things, but you know, starting from bribing to incentivization to reward. But again, there are definitely certain qualities of particular word that needs to be highlighted here, which we'll be covering in this podcast. But one basic question still remains, should we bribe the child to modulate the behavior? The answer is simple, no as much as possible, do not do that. But there is something called as reward and how is it different from bribe? That is something that we can do. But again, it has to be in a very well-balanced position. Certainly, you have to stuck a balance there. Constantly rewarding child for every little thing they do, conditions them to, you know, expecting uh, to be rewarded for every little thing that they will do eventually in life. But when rewards and incentives are judiciously dispensed they can a good parenting tool last Friday uh, there was this another parent that came and uh, different they had a very different issue the thing was uh, this child wanted an iPhone and she studies in seventh standard the parents were not ready to give an iPhone to her especially right now they were fine if I don't know how that magical number came, but they were fine to give the same phone when she'll be nine standard. But the child who they brought along with them were, uh, had a narrative of that I do not have an iPhone, but all my friends have an iPhone. So what is wrong? And they score equally good marks that I do. Whereas both of them were correct, uh, we sometimes need to understand that when a child is asking for something or is saying no or yes for a particular thing that we are going opposite to we should not disrespect that particular opinion downright like straight away at that moment there needs to be a space for discussion and to create that space for discussion uh, we might want to tell to a child uh, that you know wait you go think on it And then maybe we'll discuss about this tomorrow. Your child might still be wanting what he wants or she wants. But it gives, at least it opens a window for discussion, right? So in this situation, it's very clear, like, you know, uh, eventually you are ready to give an iPhone in 9th standard, but you're not ready to give her in 7th standard. But can you think about an 8th standard maybe? So you can ask a child that, Okay, you're going to be more responsible, you can, you're can, you going to do certain chores, you, you're going to be more responsible around things, you know, the positive qualities. And maybe we can think of, you know, pre warning from 9th standard to maybe 8th standard. So, I mean, that's just an option that I'm talking to you about. I'm just saying that basically, we need to, a lot of time we need to work around with other options rather than you know being uh, stringent about certain things but that's also true that for certain things you need to be stringent too there needs to be a very clear-cut explanation to the child that you know these are the negotiables and these are the non-negotiables we can have a discussion about what brand of tv should come in a living room if you're supposed to buy one but we cannot have a discussion about a tv in every room So there needs to be that clear-cut demarcation that a child should understand that these are the negotiable topics and these are the non-negotiable topics in this household. And once they understand this, they also get the idea that you know what they want to expect and whether it's realistic or not. So this brings us to our next topic versus rewards now bribes teach children that they will be rewarded for acting out rewards basically provide a well thought through incentive for doing a good job now that's a basic difference right basically rewards should be used to develop positive habits instead of depending on the reward both bribes and rewards offer something in exchange for a desired behavior correct but the way they are offered is actually different unlike a reward bribes are not planned ahead of time and generally they happen you know at the spur of a moment like let's say for example uh, you know you are in the aisle uh, you, you're at the shopping aisle paying the bill and suddenly your child goes all cranky and wanted a certain xyz thing you pick up a candy bar next to the aisle and you say okay you take this right now i'm going to give you this right now and and but only if you'll behave okay all right right now so, you know, this is a spur of a moment decision that you took and you gave a bribe for, you know, for, to the child for behaving in the right way. So, this is definitely the bribe, right? Bribes teach children that they can get something that they want by acting out. Instead of teaching them how to comply, it is teaching them that they can get more by not complying. It's doing the opposite, right? Rewards are determined ahead of time so that your child knows what to expect. It puts the parent in the driver's seat and stops any desperate negotiating uh, in the heat of the moment. You know, uh, in a way, it's kind of like your job's paycheck rewards. They kind of provide a concrete and positive incentive for doing a good job. If used too often, rewards can cause children to always wonder what's in it for me. You know, they it, it always become reward-oriented mindset, and uh, when it's like that, they never. Uh, act out of sense of duty they always only act out of you know sense of getting a reward in fact there is a study uh, that's been done by stanford in the 70s that showed how using rewards can actually reduce motivation over the long term toddlers who were rewarded for drawing pictures ended up drawing less a week later it appeared that rewarding them for drawing dampened their natural enjoyment of the activity you know (laughs) when children are eager to maintain their parents approval they will behave well because they don't want to let their parents down they will also feel motivated by their own inner desire to succeed parents can nurture this kind of environment with consistent and positive parenting so that brings us to how to use these rewards so we understood that okay fine rewards are better than you know bribing but how to use it I mean it's a very thin line between them One thing that is very important is the timing so you know uh, time moves a lot slower for kids the rewards need to be immediate enough so that the child can find it enticing and also reachable something more attainable. Second is loss of aversion now studies have found that in individuals aversion of losing something they already have is twice as powerful as the satisfaction that they feel when acquiring something new. So, you know, if let's say the child already has a PlayStation. So, sometimes, you know, uh, and let's say you are letting the child play for two hours every day. So, instead, and you're also, you know, nagging about it that you're playing a lot, you're playing a lot, you're playing a lot. So, what we can do in this case, instead of giving them three hours, okay, or two and a half hours, that, okay, I'll give you two and a half hours if you do these things nicely and that'll be a reward for this. Instead of that, you can go with... Okay, fine. I'm not going to make it one and a half hour of your playing time. I'm going to stick it to two. If you are going to maintain a good behavior or a good something on certain things. Uh, so, you know, that fear of that, okay, what I have will be taken off from me. That is a more of a motivating factor than, you know, something uh, to get something new. Another point is you have to tell them clearly what you expect. You make sure the rewards and behavior expectations are absolutely clear. They can um, then be sure to follow through, vague plans and inconsistent payout will only bring mistrust. Find their sweet spot. Now you know different things motivate different people it's a very uh, common finding and some children might be motivated by time with parents or monetary rewards while others will work hard to you know to get extra play time or video games so you need to just understand what is the sweet spot and probably play around that teaching a lesson any reward system should aim at teaching a positive behavior or breaking a bad habit now the goal should be to help your child to progress to a time when they take the initiative and they do not re- uh, and they do not need the reward you can do this by helping your child identify what lessons they have learned from the experience or showing you genuine appreciation for their health and of course love and affection that children should always receive irrespective of anything so I'm gonna tell a few examples uh, how we can actually use this reward system if your child seems fearful of trying something new such as a new food offer an incentive the first few times that they eat the new food but make it clear that this is temporary this incentive is temporary right once they have tried the new food a few times You know, uh, compliment their courage and celebrate their adventureness, but then you need to retire the reward. Uh, In another example, emphasize to your child that you may sometimes choose to offer incentives for good behavior or good work but you are under no obligation to do so. And they shouldn't expect incentives every time. Lay out some ground rules, you know. For instance, you might say um, that refusing to do an assigned chore or another task unless it comes with a reward will result in fewer rewards next time maybe save the big rewards basically for behaviors or tasks that are truly challenging for your child for minor tasks a reward can be as simple as a high five you know uh, incentives are a fun way to reward your child for good effort but there are many other ways to make your child feel happy about their choices and motivated to pursue the right choices even in the absence of a reward praise your child for doing the right thing and point out the happy consequences of those choices. For instance, you might touch on the fact that when your child cleans their room promptly and without dragging it out, they have more time to play and do the things that they want to do. I think we have touched quite a lot of uh, information around this topic. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Should you wish us to talk about something in particular, do write to us at info at the rate drdad.in and should visit the website www.drdad.in for more such articles and more such information. I hope you have liked today's podcast and have a wonderful, wonderful day and amazing life. Thank you so much.